Hello and welcome. This is episode two of the Mindful Belly Don't Eat Your Feelings podcast. So for those of you who don't know, I am your host, Ellie Rowe, and I am a former sugar addict, former binge eater, and was a chemical engineer for a while, and then switched careers after recovering from an autoimmune thyroid condition and just chronic fatigue, digestive issues, and conquering the sugar addiction and the binge eating. So I wanted to help other people do the same. So I'm here, so episode two. So first episode was like intro, like what is this gonna be about? Episode two, I wanna start diving into, I think first laying the foundation for mindful eating because I threw that out this podcast, I wanna dive into the nutrition and gut health and interview a lot of experts on different topics, especially all the new age stuff that's coming out because there's so much research coming out. So learning how to heal your body naturally and things like longevity and, and again, gut health, neurological health, um, fueling your body the best way you can, individualized to you, and like things like food sensitivities and all these things. So anyways, um, but I want to start off with what was so game-changing for me, which was the mindfulness piece. And I say that because I used to numb out so hard with food and was using it for pretty much every emotion. So whether it was because I was happy or sad or stressed or overwhelmed, if I was cold, like literally any sort of discomfort, I was using food to numb out with. And excuse me, um, I was using food to numb out with and I was running on autopilot. And so that's that was the biggest thing. It was like, I was so unaware of what I was doing. I was just compulsively reaching for food and not aware of what I was doing. And it was causing, you know, even after I broke through the sugar addiction, I got off sugar, was eating a pretty strict paleo, actually very strict paleo diet. Um, this is like six years ago. I was still compulsively eating. And so I could, I was eating the healthiest food, like Brussels sprouts and stuff, but I was way overeating. I was eating all the time. I literally, it was like, I always had food at my desk and was constantly just like picking at it. And so the, what was such a big game changer for me was learning how to tune in and to actually get out of this autopilot mode and start noticing like, what are my triggers? Why am I doing this? And so the, one of the, First tools I want to start off with for mindful eating is the beautiful question of, am I hungry? This single question, I think, completely revolutionized my eating habits. And I know it sounds so simple, but it was really what the first step in me getting off this autopilot mode. So what you do with it is that every single time food passes your lips, just simply ask the question, like, am I actually hungry? Or any time that you're prompted to reach for food. Just like, am I actually hungry? And using this question is not to instill judgment on yourself and be like, you're not hungry. You don't need this. Like that does not help. That just adds more stress and more just that kind of like rebellious mode in a lot of us that are just like, oh, I'm going to eat anyways. And it leads to more numbing out and more just destructive behavior. So we really want to release judgment here and let it be genuine, gentle curiosity where it's just like, hey. Ellie, what is going on here? Like, what just prompted you to reach for food? Like, you can absolutely eat. You can absolutely eat it. There's no problem with that. Just like, real quick, what was the trigger? Like, what made you want to reach for this? And that, doing that was so eye-opening because I wasn't paying attention. 
I started noticing that a lot of times it was, I was at a corporate, my engineering job. So a lot of times it was just like, I would get a stressful email or not even a stressful email, just like an email that I had to do something or like I needed to add something to my to-do list. And it was like a jolt of, of adrenaline and like this cortisol, a stress response. And my body was so used to reacting to stress and using food to comfort that and like, okay, like calm down. And I would go reach for food. So that was a huge stressor. It was like an email or another, I think of something on my to-do list. And it was like a way to numb out from that stress. So it was a huge one that I started noticing. And what I started doing instead, I'll I'll give you some more triggers. So real quick. So, um, and I'm going to include a handout. Um, It's really great. Uh, Michelle May is an incredible like mindfulness eating. Um, I don't, uh, practitioner, I guess I would, I think, forget if she's a doctor or a nurse. I feel really bad. Um, I, but she's amazing. And she has a book called, I think it's, she's got one for like, am, I think it's called Am I Hungry? Um, but she's awesome. And she's got a tool that's like called the triggering handout. And so I'll give that to you guys. It's it basically lists a bunch of triggers that you may have. So like for me, like those kind of stress triggers, those, um, other things for me was like, I'd be go, go, going all day long and I would want to basically get home and just like raid the fridge or raise the pantry, completely numb out from my day. And it was because I was just like this heightened like sense of stress all day long and just needing something, like needing pleasure, needing comfort, needing to just relax. And I was using food to do that, to just like numb out from my day and like not have to think about anything. And food was in that response. So it became such a habit. And so my body was looking for that. Every time I came home, it was looking forward to just being able to shut down and indulge. And I was a closet eater. I would go in my room and just eat like a ton of chocolate or, um, I was a big chocoholic. So a bunch of, and like, just like junk carbs. Um, so for me, it was like cookies and sweets, but for a lot of my clients, it's a lot of salty stuff and a lot of just like those easy accessible carbs, which makes sense because your body, it's most readily available form of energy. They're easy. There's, they're just basically food with no breaks. They don't, we can just eat a ton, ton, ton and keep going. Um, anyway, so back to triggers. So, um, that was another one of my triggers and what I started doing, one of the tools was using club soda. So many of you may have heard me talk about this, but basically starting to create a new neural pathway in my brain where every time I'd have that stress response, cause that was a common trigger was just the stress. And I was like reaching for food. I would first reach for a club soda. So like a cold, nice, refreshing club soda, no sugar, just um, sparkling water, sometimes with lime. And I would drink that first. And it wasn't that I was denying myself of the food. It was just like, hey, we're doing this first. And I started doing that every time I'd have a stress response or every time I could notice. And what ended up happening was I was creating a new neural pathway in my brain so that when I, my brain was so used to, so we've got this one path that is basically stress response, go find food stress response, eat. So I'd be like salivating. My brain would instantly be like, where's the food? Where's the food? And that was conditioning. That was from 20 plus years of doing that as a behavior, um, being stressed and eating. So what I did 
was if you can imagine a forest. So you've got this forest and there's this path. There's a concrete path. It's so easy. Path of least resistance. I don't have to think about it. The stress response hit and I'm taking that path. It's easy. Again, it's comfortable. Okay, well, what I was doing with the soda water now was creating this new path. So right now, the first couple of times, that's very undefined. So you've got this concrete path your brain's used to taking and now you're just walking through leaves, this like unknown path. So the brain kind of is like, uh, where are we going? This is uncomfortable. But after doing it a couple of times, the path gets clearer and clearer. And this is the neural circuitry. It's like this new way of being starts getting more and more defined to where eventually it's easier if not or as easy or if not easier to take that new defined path because the brain starts getting really used to it. And it's like, that's the new default pathway. It no longer has to think about it. It no longer is uncomfortable. It's actually the new comfort zone. So that other pathway is always available. That concrete pathway has been built in and it may come up time to time, but that new pathway is getting stronger and stronger every time you do it. And so what I started noticing was then when I was having these stress responses, which I still get today because I still use club soda a lot for this, um, was that I'd have a stress response and my brain would be like, where's the club soda? <laughs> Give me my club soda. And so that was what helped so much get away from using food as a compulsive need. And using that club soda was like my transition. And then one step further is starting to learn to not even compulsively reach for the club soda. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's um, but it's really just being able to sit with it. Like I'm stressed here using the breath. Can I just sit and breathe? Like what is it? What am I really seeking? And that real seeking is comfort, relaxation. Sometimes it is a hit of like dopamine or just a hit of like the compulsive need to need something, maybe like an oral fixation. So it's where the club soda was really helpful. Um, so I would invite you to try this or find some other non-edible form of nourishment. So if you don't like club soda, I mean, it could be water or it could be that you're getting up like every single time you're getting, you're just doing breath work or you put on a song and start listening to music first. Like I'm gonna listen to this song and just like kind of loosen up before I reach for food or you go for a walk. Whatever you can do repeatedly to start building that new neural pathway and that you do it consistently. So that's the key is that, you know, and again, in the first week it may be kind of uncomfortable. Like you're like, oh, I really want food right now. Um, but while that pathway is still built in uh, or while the other one's still kind of fresh and unknown territory. But if you can push through that resistance, just committing to like the first week, like it's so crazy how quickly your brain will start defaulting to your new neural pathway. And it's really magical, especially if you're somebody who does compulsively eat or, or overeats. So I also use this tool. Um, I was constantly overeating. So it would be kind of like, I didn't want to stop eating because I kept wanting the pleasure sensation, or I just like didn't want to go back to what I was doing. So that same question of like, am I actually hungry? It's like, am I actually still hungry? And just being able to pause, I'm going to dive into a little bit this in later episodes for strategies around this. But um, just one is that having that club soda as like a post meal ritual. So when I notice I'm full, 
having the club soda instead of like dessert or like just keeping keeping eating and it was a great sign to my brain that it trained my brain to be like oh okay the meal's done like this is my like I get to have this and I would start looking forward to that club soda because it's so it was just nice it was like started becoming my my comfort I had comfort in the club soda so it was like whenever I was seeking that I could go to that versus using food that makes sense so yeah I invite you to try this and one more awesome thing for this is using the clock so for mindful eating typically we you know in a hell like everyone's different but typically we like we should eat every about four to six hours like three times a day and in between meals to be able to go and like our bodies be able to burn off you know our fat stores and what we've stored in the first meals and have that time for the digestive system to rest and not be you know eating all day long which is what I was doing and I mean everyone's different depending on like your situation you may need to be eating every couple hours if you've got you know adrenal fatigue or certain things but um, typically if you're eating enough healthy fat fiber and protein that should be able to go four to six hours between meals or intermittent fast and be fine. Um, and so this isn't to say that you shouldn't eat between meals or that you're bad if you eat between meals, nothing like that. Using the clock is really helpful in prompting you to ask the question, am I actually hungry? So what I would do is, okay, like I'd wake up at, say I'd eat breakfast at 7 a.m. Okay, so technically, I mean, I should be able to go till about 11 to one without really needing to eat. Okay, so if I eat a good breakfast. So if I find myself at nine o'clock reaching for food, it's just a good sign like, hey, wait a minute, okay, I ate two hours ago. Is this true hunger? Or am I just, what some of my clients like to use the word noshing, am I just noshing? Am I just trying them out? Or am I, is this just a compulsive habit? Am I stressed? What just triggered me? Did someone just bring food to the office? And now I, I, I'm like, ooh, yeah, I'll have that. So it's just like, hey, am I actually hungry? And it's so helpful to use the clock because sometimes it's hard to remember to ask yourself, am I hungry? So if you're eating between those meals and if you are actually hungry, please eat. Like, absolutely. And it's just a good sign to add more extra healthy fat, fiber, and protein at your, the meal before so you can make it without needing to go or without needing to eat between meals. And um, so yeah, try that. Use the clock as a little prompt to be like, hey, am I actually hungry? Especially after lunch. So if you find yourself reaching for stuff around like two or three, a lot of times those are energy pick-me-ups, not true hunger. So if you can do something like getting up and moving your body or like that's, I know a lot of times at that time, it's like the last thing you want to do because you're like, that's when we typically crash, especially if you have been eating a lot of sugar or carbs and you get that afternoon crash or like gluten or dairy things that may, you may not be tolerating well. And so at, after lunch, it's like food coma. It's like the last thing you do is want to move, but it's so helpful. It's like after you do it, you're like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. So if you can just force yourself to get up and move instead of reaching for food in those moments or drink a bottle of water just notice, especially in the afternoon time, it's usually an energy pick me up versus actual hunger. And so, um, these are all just ways to tune in to your, to your triggers. And again, I'm going to attach the handout. I'll attach the link to Michelle May. She's awesome. 
and I would love to have her interview on here. So hopefully that'll work out. Um, universe, Michelle Bay. Um, so, uh, but in the meantime, start tuning into your triggers. So that's your homework assignment for today is in this week is just every time you're about to eat, ask yourself, like, am I actually hungry? What just prompted me to reach for food? And it could be, again, like someone brought food into the office, you saw a billboard, you smelled something. Um, it's 3 p.m. and you just always eat at 3 p.m. You're pro biological, like you've just programmed yourself to habitually do that even though you're not hungry or maybe it is actual hunger. So just tune in and identify it, like label it. And this is where we start to shift off of the autopilot and start bringing awareness into our behaviors. And that's the first step. It doesn't mean you have to necessarily stop eating or stop doing that, but it's just first step is the awareness piece. And before I finish this, um, one sentence that's really helpful to, to like fill out when you're going through this is like, okay, you get a trigger, you're reaching for food and it's like, okay, what do I feel right now? I feel blank because blank. I want blank. So for me, a lot of times, as I mentioned, it's, I feel stressed because I have feel like I have so much going on. I want peace or I want a breath. Like I just really want to relax. And a lot of times when you do that, it's like, oh, like I don't actually need food. I just really want like a, a pause. And like I've been using food as my kind of way to pause. Because if I'm eating, then it's okay that I'm not doing something else. But when I realize that, it's like, oh, I could just like take a moment and just breathe really fast. Like that's really what I need is just like, a, or go outside and get some sun and take a walk real quick. Maybe I need to talk something out. Maybe something, you know, can I journal? Can I call a friend? If it's like, I feel lonely. I know that was a lot of times it would like, I feel, or I feel sad. Why? Because, you know, my friend moved away. I want you know, company or like friendship or like belonging. And so, oh, like that's what I'm seeking. How could I get that? You know, maybe go join a meetup group or a social club or call a friend, call a family member and just talk. Sometimes that's all we really need and we use food to mask it. So sometimes just labeling it and like tuning in like, oh, what am I actually feeling versus just checking out? And I know it can be hard and this doesn't change overnight. You know, this, I've been doing this for six years now, over six years now, learning these tools and it really, it's just the continual practice. And that's what it is. It's a, it's a practice and I still do it to this day. And it just gets so much easier and easier. Like where I am today is just, y'all knew where I was um, a couple years ago with the compulsive eating. Like it's just crazy how much things change when you just start being aware and allow yourself and the grace of just like tuning in and the moments to pause. You're worth that. And I promise it doesn't have to be hard. And again, just to release judgment and get curious. Like, ooh, isn't it interesting that I'm reaching for this right now? 
isn't it interesting that I overate? Like what led up to that? All about tuning in, checking in, being gentle with yourself and you're going to do great. And let me know if you have any questions around this or if you need support, this is what I do with my clients. So I work one-on-one with them to help hold them to that highest version of themselves and help them, you know, remember to use these tools throughout their week and to really dive deeper and explore the reasons that they're maybe binge eating or, or overeating and breaking through these kind of addictions or compulsive behaviors. And so if you are someone that needs help and support, like I am here, reach, please reach out. You can DM me on Instagram at mindful belly. So it's M I N D B E L L I E. Sorry. M I N D B mindful M I N D F U L B E L L I E. Um, or email me at mindfulbelly at gmail.com and we can set up a free strategy session. This is 45 minutes. You and me, just talking through your challenges, what your goals are, and see if we'd be a good fit for working together. And yes, let me know if you need any help at all. And I would love your feedback too. If y'all notice your triggers, like let me know, like DM me and be like, Ellie, I, I realized I was doing this. Like I would love, love to hear that. And anything else, if you're having any challenges with this kind of behavior, like please reach out. I would love to speak to that. And like, this is for you guys. So this podcast is for you. And so I want to know, like, what do you want to learn? What do you want to focus on? What kind of um, topics are you interested in? And I will do my best to speak for myself. Or if I don't know the information that I will find an expert that I can interview on here and get that for you. So, so much love. Main takeaway here is to tune in, ask yourself, am I actually hungry? And I will see you next time. Bye.